Amen. Thank you, Luke and Angela and Becca. We so appreciate you guys. Thank you for leading our church in our announcements and offering today. Well, good morning, church family. You know, it dawned on me uh, this morning when we do one family service like this, which is so, it's so cool to be together. You know, this is a family service. We've got a lot of kids and students and teenagers and college students in the room, we welcome you. Uh, I imagine that many of our families with young children are still at home. You're like, you know what, I'm not sure I want to brave it with my three toddlers in the room with adults. So you're joining us online. We welcome you. We know that God is going to speak to you and, and bring something fresh into your life as well. But it dawned on me as I was looking around just my little area here that when you bring 9 and 11 together, not everybody gets to sit where they normally sit. On Sunday, some of you are feeling that right now. Some of you walked in, you're like, oh, that person's in my seat because I come at nine and they're here at 11 and we got a little battle going on here. So thank you for extending grace to one another today when you can't come in and, and sit where you normally sit on a Sunday morning. But this is really cool to have everyone together as a family. We are a, a family, the family of God. It's great to join one another together and uh, celebrate the, the coming of a new year. Uh, I'm going to invite our pastoral panel to join me. Uh, this isn't going to look like a normal Sunday morning where me or one of our pastors brings a message, but there will be a message today. It's going to be a group of us. We're going to share together and share some thoughts uh, with all of you today in, in kind of a podcast panel format today. Uh, a couple of thoughts, though, before I jump into that. Uh, most of you should have received one of these stickers on the way in. Uh, I know that many of you were entering at the same time, and maybe you got by and didn't get one of these stickers. It's a 2024 sticker for your, your coffee mug, maybe your dashboard, whatever. But this is a way for you to say, you know what, there's something that the Lord spoke to me this morning in the service. As I think about a new year, think about all that's gonna, that I'm believing God for in a new year, you can jot that on here and then keep it in a prominent place in your life as a, you know what, God, I've, I've laid this before you. I'm believing you for this to happen in my life. If you didn't get one of these, stop by the hub. We do have more of them. If you want one, uh, you can grab one at the hub as well. Um, this is, a, a, you know, we're starting a new year and so a lot of new things. I want to invite you to come to our once a month, first Tuesday of the month prayer meeting. That will happen this coming Tuesday. At six o'clock, it's something that we've that our missions team has been doing for a little while, but we then kind of just broaden the scope of saying, let's just have the entire church be invited on every first Tuesday of the month at six o'clock right here in the worship center. So we'd love to have you join us. Uh, we spent about 45 minutes praying privately throughout the room, just believing God for our church. Then we huddle up together and pray in the front as a group. And so if you want to start your year in believing God in prayer for our church together, uh, come in two days on Tuesday night at six. We'd love to see you there. So we're going to have a different format today. Uh, I'm going to introduce to you all of these people that you likely know already, all of you. And, and I expect a, a resounding round of applause when I introduce each one of them because they serve God with all their heart here. So this is Pastor Maritza. She is our missions pastor. Yeah. Woo. Uh, all of you would know Pastor Carrie Schaefer, our care pastor. Come on. Pastor Dan Sarna, our worship pastor. And then having joined us in February, uh, David Salazar is one of our pastors, associate pastor, David Salazar, yeah. Woo. So um, most of you, uh, or most of us in the room are getting ready to begin a new year and we're thinking strategically about the next year, believing God, praying, asking God maybe not just what he wants us to do, but what does he want us to become and what should we give our focus and energy to. You know, as I look around the room, I see some friends, you know, many of you will be here next Sunday, but there's a, there's a dear family in my life, uh, Jose and Jessica Miranda. Maybe you guys stand just for real quick. This is a family service. I want them to stand. Uh, this family is, this, if you don't know them, beautiful family, loves God with all their heart. They're leaving for Florida tomorrow and moving to Florida. Uh, so just, you know, if you know them, make sure you see them and greet them and hug them before you leave today. Uh, they're following what they feel God calling them to do, to enroll in a Bible school in Florida. Just there's a whole story behind it. But if you know them, say hello to them. And th this is bittersweet for a family like that. They're leaving our church and 
They will be back someday, praise the Lord, and visit and whatever, but, you know, just make sure if you know them, see them before you leave today. Uh, So this is what we're going to do. Before I, even before I get to that, um, you should have received a reset card on the way in. Did everybody get one of those? I know, again, a lot of you were coming in, maybe our greeters didn't get to get you one, but on your way in, you should have got a reminder as an invitation for our series that we start next Sunday. I am really excited about this series. I'm believing that God wants to do some, some major resets in our lives. And I'm going to start next Sunday uh, with the topic and the theme of resetting our thought life. The Bible says that as a man thinks, so is he. And so next Sunday, you do not want to miss the beginning of this series, Reset, because I'm going to dive right in the first of the year with a, a message on how to kind of shape our mind and our thought life and, and wrap it around the things of God. So on that card, somebody in this room has a blue sticker on that reset card. If that's you, you're going to get a late Christmas gift. Come on, if you have a blue sticker on that card, come on up. Come on, yeah. Come on up. You don't, oh no, he doesn't. He's just making it up. Somebody, if you have that sticker on your card, bring it up here. You're going to trade it in for a gift card, a late Christmas gift. Where, Where are you? What? Oh no, maybe it fell off. Oh my gosh. Somebody coming over the side there. You need to bring the card. Do you have the card? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Come on. That's terrible. I did notice that the stickers were falling off my Bible, too. So nobody has a reset card with a blue sticker on the front. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's a flop. Does anybody have a green sticker on their card? Does anybody have any sticker on their card? <laughs> now wait. Do you have a green sticker? I need you to bring it up front here or send someone and pick a gift card. You get a late Christmas gift today. Come on. All right. Hurry up. Come on, let's go. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> I'm going to leave these on the stage. You get to pick one of these. Come on up. Yeah, bring, bring your little one. Yeah. Awesome. You get to choose a gift card on the stage for having this sticker. Is it a green sticker? All right, there we go. Yeah, let's get it up for our friend here. Anyone you want. Awesome. All right, so um, some of you still have a sticker on your card. If you do, we'll get to you later. Uh, but make sure you check out your, and don't be grabbing stickers out of your purses and put them on there. I know what they look like, okay? So I know what sticker I'm looking for. So here's what we're going to (laughs) do. Is that too much for you already? Um, So here's what I I wanted to do this today. Um, You know, there's a couple of things that I felt prompted about. As I thought about a new year again, this is a family service, and I thought, man, it's such a good fit. For all of you to hear from some of our pastors on our team here, this is not all of our pastors, but most of them. Um, And I wanted to have like a little discussion around two different themes And I'm I'm not going to do a lot of the talking. I'm going to moderate and facilitate this conversation. A very casual, you know, very just kind of hearing from each one of them on a couple different things. And there were two things that I felt prompted about for today. The first one is this. We're going to take about 15 minutes on each of these topics. So the first one is built on Matthew chapter 22. Jesus said these words. And this is, again, if you're thinking about orienting a year around something, this is a great place to start. Jesus said, it says, Matthew wrote, and he replied to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And I wanted to give opportunity to each one of our pastors here to just kind of respond to this theme or this question. What will you do in a new year to make sure that you are stirring your love for God and for other people. You know, again, this is, as us, as followers of Christ, we're, we're first Jesus followers, and then God has called us to be pastors, right? First, we're, we're, we're all the same. We follow Christ with our lives, and we put our, our own desires aside, and we want to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so I wanted to be really practical today and just hear from a few of our pastors, like, what does that look like for you to, to give renewed energy and focus to loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength? So we're going to start on the far end with our newest team member, David Salazar. 
All right. Thanks. Is that good, David? No, that's good. You, we each get 15 minutes, right? You each get three minutes. Oh, okay. All and right. I'm watching the clock, so. Right. <laughs> uh, on or around three minutes, okay? okay. Within right. two or three seconds of three minutes, and, and you'll be you, good. You'll cut us off at. I will cut you okay. off. Great. Yep. Great. <laughs> there goes the minute. I just used eight of your seconds, so, David. <laughs> And I hope you understand we're just bantering with each other. But so, David, how would you respond to that? Like what in your mind as a pastor, but as a follower of Christ, how do you want to give renewed energy and focus to loving God as a priority in the new year? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, that, that, that's a great thing. And as you as you think through think through that. Right. Uh, but something that comes to mind is something that pastors have been telling you know, congregations for thousands of years, right? The, the, the basics, you know, read your Bible, pray. Uh, but really, I think the third one on there that some of us, especially in today's Western church, tend to forget about or let kind of go to the wayside is service, right? I, I, think, I think once we are in, have that heart of service, Right, all that other, all those other things, like the love of people, comes from that act of service. Right, we were talking about following God. Mm-hmm. That that word follows is an action word. Right, it's not a sit down on the couch and believe in God. It's it's a follow God. And so I think service, I think, is 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 a huge part of how you can renew that that passion or that love for God and people in the new year. That's uh, good. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. If Very that's, good. Would you mind grabbing me a bottle of water real quick? I'm sorry? <laughs> Never mind, it's a joke. I was giving you a chance to love God opportunity, by serving. Opportunity to serve. Oh. No. Oh. Why you got to mess with a new guy? I'm already sweating. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> sorry, David. Okay. I shouldn't do that. I yeah. forgive you. I forgive you. I know, he did. He set himself up, yeah. But I, I, I would agree with David, and then we're going to hand it off to Dan, is that one of the ways that all of us can can grow in our love for God is by serving each other, right? The first two commandments are connected. Love God, love others. So if you serve others, it's going to grow your love for God because you're doing it for him. So anyway, you can get me that bottle of water later, David. It's fine. All, right, yeah. All good, yeah. Dan, what about you, man? What so do you good. think? Well, no, like David kicked it off great, like just even talking about, you know, you go to the doctor, stay healthy, they say, you know, diet and exercise, right? Two basic things. As a Christian, you know, it's, it's reading the word, you know, and praying being in that communion with God, but what does that look like in action? And so for me, thinking about that passage and uh, I think about things that I already do, I just wanna keep on doing it. Like, I don't wanna compromise. It's easy when life gets busy, life circumstances, you know, like this week has been a week like none other uh, for my family. Like my wife last Sunday fell and broke her tailbone Christmas Eve with a newborn baby in her arms. He's safe, he's fine. My daughter, my youngest daughter, two years old, gets RSV. You know, I'm trapped with my kids at home all week trying to care for everybody, make sure the baby's safe, she's away at my in-laws to, you know, keep the baby safe from RSV and all this. So like, when all of that's going on, it's easy. And I even noticed it in my, my week this week. I didn't, I didn't spend as much time in the word as I normally do. I didn't spend as much time in prayer as I normally do. And I also noticed the impact of that in my lack of patience, my lack of compassion, all of these different things that, you know, shortness with my kids, different things like that, and recognize, you know what? There's no, there's no room for compromise in life. It doesn't matter what things change. Uh, the different external circumstances around us should never dictate what that, just that constant Repetition, repetition is good. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, religion is good when done right. Uh, and that's just, that's being devoted. That's staying on task. And not letting those external things really dictate um, what, what I'm gonna do, that I just have to stay consistent. So not compromising on those, those practices and those disciplines that I have been developing over my lifetime as a, a follower of Jesus and uh, prioritizing his word and, and time and prayer and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then I also thought about this, that you know Jesus was asked a question to test him in, when he responded with this. You know, what's the greatest commandment? Yeah. You know, and it comes as a test. They're trying to trap him. They're trying to, you know, uh, get him to say something blasphemous, you know. And, uh, and Jesus just responds with truth. And, and the truth is always the right response and, and the way in which we do it. But then thinking about that love. Well, what does love mean? And uh, am I being loving? And thinking about all the different passages in the New Testament that really help further develop a definition of what biblical love 
looks like. And the first that comes to mind for me, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it starts right away with, I, I hate when Paul uses the thing like first, that is like the biggest problem for me. Love, let's define it, colon, love is patient. Come on. Love is kind. You know, and starting with those two things, and, and, but just patience in general. That's just so hard, like, and we live in such a fast-paced world, we want it now, you know, we have so many things, like, you know, 5G, all this, everything we can have in, in, a, in, a, in a, second, a second, a blink of an eye, but patience, and that's love, and then my cultivating that, you know, and just really thinking about those opportunities, whether it be in my household, with my family, my spouse, my children, in the workplace, um, just in general with, with other relationships that, you know, really thinking through those, those responses to people, that, that leaning towards people in, in kindness, compassion, patience, all of that, uh, really, you know, that matters. Yeah. And uh, not missing those opportunities and not compromising just because of what's going on in my life. Love, simply put, Thomas Aquinas said, is to will the good for another. And so that's putting others before yourself, willing the good for others and, and not putting myself in front of that. Because Jesus assumes that we're gonna love ourselves well. Um, and and the, per, the goal of that is not to love ourselves better. The goal is to love God and to love that's others right, yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And so that's gonna be my aim in 2024. That's good, yeah. You know, just uh, to add to that real briefly, um, I can tell you from my own personal life, no other habit. And you know, you think about the new year goals and resolutions. I think, I think in terms of rhythms and, and habits and what you do daily that, that builds like a pattern in your life. No other habit in my life has produced more fruit than just spending time in God's word. If, if there's one thing that you would write on that sticker, man, and if every one of us walked out of here and, and wrote on that sticker, I will commit to spending time daily in God's word, man, that would be a win for all of us because that will grow your love for God by spending time in his word. It just automatically will happen for you, fulfilling the greatest commandment. So thank you, David and Dan. Carrie, Pastor Carrie, are you raising your hand? Yeah, I was raising my hand. Can I raise my hand? We didn't Pastor say Carrie. that you could raise your hand, David, yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm throwing All right, you get, you can borrow 10 <laughs> seconds from your later like, opportunity. Because cause you hit on love so often, right? And love, uh, you know, you got to be patient, you got to do all things. And I just have it in my notes, so I got to say it before I got to forget. You know, love, right, is, that, that's a choice that we make, right? It's, it's an attitude that we carry. I mean, if you look back in how that word love was used in the Greek in the passage that we have, right, it, it, it's an attitude that, that God has towards us. And I, and I think we have to keep that in mind because often we think of love as a feeling, or, but it's not, right? It, it's, it's a choice that we make every day to show love, to have patience. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I just, sorry. That was worth it, David. That's, That's it's all good. <laughs> a no, you were, you were fine to borrow 28 seconds from your later segment. It's good, <laughs> good, yeah. All right, Pastor Carey, how do you stir your love for God? Well, it, in that verse... I got, I got three words into that verse. Love the Lord. Mm. I couldn't get past Lord. And for me, for anything I do in this new year, I need to recalculate everything and ask myself that question. Am I allowing Jesus to be the Lord of that part of my life? Mm. Not just one part. Now, there are many different names in the, in the Old Testament and Bible for, for God. And in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for Lord is Adonai, and it means Lord and Master. Lord and Master. That means he has complete control over everything. We have to allow him to do that. I mean, we don't, we don't make him Lord. He is Lord, whether yeah. we think so or not. But we have to decide whether we're going to let him be the Lord of all these different aspects of our life. Listen, I've been around long enough to be able to, to take a picture and look back and say, at this point in my life, with this event, I tried to be my own Lord. How'd that work out? Hmm. This time in my life, I allowed him to be the Lord of that part of my life. That worked out much better. And I think that that is so important for all of us. It is for me. I have to make him Lord of those areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Allow him to be the Lord of those areas of my life. We can always say, and this ties in so well with the love aspect, 
you know, we're to love everybody. We're not to, to be selecting mm-hmm. who we will love. Yeah. If the Lord, if we have Jesus as our Lord of our life, he loves everybody. Yeah. I must love everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, and having him Lord over the works and the actions, the things that I do, for me, that, that was the key to the, that whole verse. Is he Lord or isn't he? We used to sing a song a long time ago. Jesus be the Lord of all. Jesus be the Lord of all. Jesus be the Lord of all. The kingdoms of my life. Mm. Or if you're not Lord of everything, you're not Lord at all. It's mm. good. It's good. How many of you it. know the, the, that song? That, yeah, there's some, yeah, some of our, um, our seasoned believers. Can I say that? Is that the nice way to say it? Yeah, our seasoned believers. Pastor Maritza, how would you respond to that theme? How do, I, how do you grow your, turn your mic on first? Um, it is on. It's it is on. on. Is this on? Is it's, this thing on? It is I on, am yeah. also a seasoned believer. I'm a few years short of Pastor Carrie, um, but I grew up in the church as well. <laughs> Was that well. a dig? No, that's like okay. legit. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm aging. Um, but... Not that you are much. A grandmother. I am a grandmother. A... <laughs> Let's not seal my seconds here. Okay, I I grew up in the church, and I when I was reading um, your your questions, I I felt to piggyback off of what he said was I've done the regimented serving God. Mm-hmm. I've done the regimented. I'm supposed to love God. I've done the regimented. Follow the religion and the rules and all the Christianese, and it left me empty. Mm. It was good, and it looked good. And it was genuine, but it didn't fill me. And then I, I fell in love with Jesus. I, I fell in love with Jesus. Like, he's the source of my joy. He, he fills my cup. When I wake up, I drive my husband nuts because Spotify comes on. Like, and my poor family has to hear me singing all the time. And, and then I, I, I want to read this verse to you guys because it, it and Juanita will appreciate this and her brother Shorty. Um, it's Zephaniah 317 because it's an actual song. Um, But the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Mm. And I was like, this is how much Jesus loves us. He rejoices over us with singing. I I can understand that now. And you guys, if you're on social media, you see my grandchild all the time. When I see my granddaughter, I melt. I become a puddle. I love her so much that I, I tell people I feel like my heart exploded. And then the Holy Spirit stops me and reminds me, but God loves you even more than that. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. He actually loves you more than that. And so I, I can live in his love and I seek after him because he loves me so much that I'll never understand it. Mm. And I can give out that love because you can't give what you don't have. I can give out that love to others because he first fills me with his love. And so how do I cultivate this love for him is knowing every day that our Savior Already yeah. gave it all for us. He yeah. saved my yeah. life. He rejoices over me. He sings over me with gladness and he rejoices over me. And his love fills our cup. And then out of that is overflow to love others Good. well. That's so awesome. So let me ask you, we'll, we'll jump to our, our second theme. Um, let me ask you though, what will, so what will you do next year? Next year starts in 13 hours, right? How will you posture yourself to give renewed focus and energy to growing your own love for God? This isn't just for women, you know, okay, it feels so kind of like, oh, we love God. No, every person, Jesus was talking to a broad audience. The greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. With all of our being, Jesus said we're to love him in return, right? We don't, we're never the initiators in this relationship. God initiated love for us. Our response is love in return. So what will you do next year to stir your love for God so that you can say that I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength? That's our, my question for you before we jump to the next topic. Uh, and we do have the issue of more gift cards here. So has, have we found the blue sticker yet? <clears throat> oh man, okay. How about, does anybody have a yellow sticker on their card? By now, you should have looked at your card, and it's like the price is right. Like, come on down. Like, does anybody have a yellow sticker on their card? Wow. For real? Do you have the yellow sticker, sir? He, no, he does not. No, no, don't clap for that. No. <laughs> He's trying to leave discreetly to the restroom. Nobody has a yellow sticker. Where, where'd you get those stickers? Like Mental note, buy stickers with better adhesive next year. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so in place of the blue sticker, does any... 
There it is. Yes. Come on. <clears throat> or somebody can come for him. Yeah. Come pick a gift card. That's awesome. Sammy. <clears throat> Sammy. Yeah. Come on up, Sam. Those stickers were on Praise the Lord. All right. In place of the blue sticker, does anybody have a birthday today? You have a birthday? No. Did we find the blue sticker? Up top. Oh, okay. So you have a birthday? We have, a, we have a birthday gift for you. Come on down. Our blue sticker has been found. Just pick any one of those you want there, Sam. Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Come on forward. Happy birthday. Yeah. Dan, sing a song. Come on. Do you have any song? Happy birthday yeah, there we to go. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What's your name, sir? Pete. Pete. Happy, Happy birthday, Pete. Come oh, on. Great. Woo. I wouldn't admit that in public. <laughs> you did not expect that today, did you, Pete? The whole church singing happy birthday to you. All right. I hope your loved ones have a plan to top that. Uh, All right. All right. Awesome. Okay, so... Um, well, we have one more. So again, let me help you be ready. If your card should have a red sticker on it, there's one more we'll, we'll invite at the end of the service. Your reset card is a red sticker. Maybe it's on the floor around you, hunt the floor. I don't know. Um, so here's the other thought. You know, when I, thinking of, when I was thinking about this day, you know, two things kept kind of rattling around in my brain for us as a church family, thinking about a new year. One of them we just talked about. What will I do to, to stir my love for God so that I can say I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength? The other one is this. Jesus said this. He said, um, it was right there. But seek, thank you, Maritza. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. You know, we spend a lot of our time at work earning income and chasing after many different things in this world. Jesus said, if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then he will care for the rest. So my question for us as a, a pastoral team is, what will you do next year? How do we work in our own lives to make sure that we're putting God first in our life? You know, if you can love God and make him first, either put him or keep him first, you will be starting the year off in a really good place. So I'm gonna, we're going to go backwards now in order. Maritza, why don't you kick us off with this one. What will you do to make sure God stays first in your life? Um, well, the first thing is always carve out margin. I've gotten better at this. I think at times we feel like we have to do a lot of things. Um, and you learn that it's not all the things that you're doing, but if those things aren't bringing you closer to God, why am I doing them? There's things that we have to do. But I think even with serving and everything else that we do, is it from a posture of unto God where I want to honor God and draw closer to God? Or is it just something I'm doing? Anything that we do for God is unto God and it draws us closer to him. So always keeping that in mind. And I think uh, another thing that's so important for people to understand, but seek first the kingdom of God. I think we can all agree, except maybe for the littles in here, that everything that we do in this life is so temporal. And it brings momentary satisfaction and happiness. But True joy comes from knowing the Lord. True joy comes from seeking the Lord. And so I would admonish our congregation and myself that I'm not supposed to live for the temporal things here. I'm not supposed to um, seek after a temporary fulfillment of something, but that anything and everything I do should be because I, I can sense that Jesus is the source of my joy and my strength. And so I'm gonna do this from a posture of I'm drawing closer to God. I'm seeking after his kingdom and that, brings joy to my life, not the temporal things. I think sometimes people have that skewed where they feel a great satisfaction for a moment and they're like, this doesn't feel the way I thought because the things of this world will always leave you empty and feeling unsatisfied. But when we do things unto God, when we live our lives first seeking the kingdom of God, God, that truly brings satisfaction. And so posturing myself to this is unto God, this is for God. And if it's not, then I don't have to do it unless I have to do it obviously there's things that common sense we have to do but the things that I don't have to do I don't have to do if it's not drawing me closer to God if it's not bringing me joy that comes from the Lord I don't need it 
And so just carving that time out and just always being, you know, allowing wisdom, wisdom that God gives us to, to lead and, and, and seeking out his kingdom first. I think that, like I said, just really quick, I, I think we get stuck in the temporal. We get stuck in what I want to do here and now. And then when we walk away, it doesn't feel good anymore. And it doesn't. Because the only thing that gives us true joy is our relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a, it, it's, it only, Jesus is the source of our joy. And so if it's not coming from him and it's not unto him, stay away from it. Seek him first. And, what, and you know, because some of those things, you made a comment, Maritza, that there are things that we have to do, right? Like many of us maybe don't enjoy folding laundry or washing dishes or vacuuming. Maybe you do, but you can even make those things a part of your time with God, right? Like, because in Colossians 3, it says, whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord. So anything that we do, we can in, involve our prioritization of Christ and his kingdom in our life. So put worship music on. Do, do something. Listen to a podcast while you're doing those, those chores that are mundane, but they can be part of you putting God first in your life. Carrie, what, what about you? Well, the, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church, the Christians of Philippi, and in his letter, and in chapter 2 and verse 5, he said, let, let your mind be the same as the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And the whole context of that really was how Christ came to suffer, to sacrifice himself. And that's another way where, again, I need to apply every day of my life. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be able to sacrifice. Again, going back to an old Sunday school song from years ago, 70 years ago. There's a Jesus and others and you, it's a wonderful way to spell joy. J-O-Y, Jesus uh -huh. and others and you. And it's, first it's Jesus, and then it's others, and then it's you. Our greatest satisfaction and fulfillment and joy comes in life when we have learned to serve like Jesus. Not only to serve like him, we've talked about the service, not only things we have to do, but when we actually sacrifice, just to, just to begin to think of how much he sacrificed. And it was all for us. Mm. And, and that's how we should look at everybody else around us. And it would be good to ask ourselves a question every night or at least every once a week and say, Who did, what did I sacrifice this week mm. to bless somebody else? Yeah. So again, that, that to me, that put it in that context. And that would bring them together. Yeah. Love God, love others, and put God first. When we serve others, we're doing that as well. Yeah, the mind that's good. Yeah. That's good. Pastor Dan. Yeah. So, you know, that... I love that verse, and when when we think about how, how he ends, you know, it's getting our priority, priorities straight. We're seeking first God. We're seeking first his kingdom, what his kingdom initiative, his kingdom agenda and mission, and then all these things. So the previous things that Jesus talked about. Mm -hmm. So the things that you enjoy, the things that you like, you know, Pastor Maritza's cowgirl boots, you know. Wow. It's okay. God will add it unto you. No, like, <laughs> he did. But sometimes, he did. Sometimes I feel like we can, we're at danger of, of over-spiritualizing some, some of the language behind yeah. that because God doesn't, not, doesn't want you to enjoy things or, or, and have all these pleasures in life. It's just where are our priorities at? That's if right. that's first, yeah. then, then it's wrong. You know, I, I heard one guy recently say, it's a great quote. He says, anything that you can't put on the altar is an idol. Mm. And we can't have any other gods before him. Yeah. So if you can't put it on the altar, it's an idol in your life and it has to go. Uh, but if these things, I can put the cowgirl boots on the altar because I wear cowboy boots. No, I don't even wear that. <laughs> yeah, you don't. But it's just a little thing. I always talk about people's shoes. I don't know what it is. It's a little obsession that I have. I don't know. I know. Dan's over here. You're running out of seconds, Dan. I'm running out of time. Oh, but anyway, the thing, the thing like for me, Everything that Jesus said, we have to look at that verse in context. And it's all about worry, you know? And yes, you think about right. how happy in life Jesus had to be, that he did enjoy the small things, the contentment. And that's something that I want to cultivate more in my life, contentment, slowing down, recognizing things. Because what he used as examples was this. Hey, think about the birds. Look at them. Look at all they don't worry about food. They're not out there working. They're not hustling so that they can feed themselves. Yet somehow they get fed, you know? Look at the flowers of the field. Look how beautiful yeah. these flowers are. They did nothing to, to, to look that way. They didn't spin their own wool. They didn't do all, yet look, not even Solomon, 
the wisest and yeah. richest man in all the world with all the greatest stuff, not even Solomon, was dressed as beautiful as that flower. Yet it's here today and gone tomorrow. How much more will your heavenly father take care of you, feed you, clothe you, give you your basic needs, shelter, all of that stuff. But seek first yes. his kingdom right. and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. And so for me, it's slowing down. Where am I not you know, giving priority to God? Where are my priorities out of whack? And I need some realignment here. Um, and you guys put it so beautiful, beautifully already, but like just that's where I'm thinking, like that, that, that place of contentment, slowing down, you know, and recognizing, hey, you know what, even in the mundane, you know, I hate folding laundry. I hate doing laundry. I, yet, uh, it's got to get done. And actually, that's a very spiritual act of service. Bring it back to the first thing. You know, when you're doing those basic things to keep your household functioning well, mm -hmm. you're serving God, yeah. actually, because he wants your household to, to represent him. Yeah. First, before even getting to this household, mm -hmm. your household needs to represent him. And a house in order is one that's functioning where everybody's doing their part and working. And so those simple mundane things can become, with that perspective right. shift, a way in which I'm serving God and cultivating his kingdom on earth yeah. as well. So, Well, David, David is a baseball fan. I am. You're a Dodgers fan, right? And this year, a Texas Rangers fan. Yes. Rangers, right? <laughs> Rangers, yeah. yeah. Um, you get to be the cleanup hitter here. Oh, that's perfect. Pretty exciting, yeah, right? It's exciting. Yeah. So, for the uh, non baseball people, that's when you hit fourth in the lineup. You're the cleanup right. hitter. You kind of wrap up the rest of the. There you go. Anyways, I lose right. seconds. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think kind of piggybacking, is that a word? I don't know. Yes. Off of that, it's a word piggybacking. Uh, off of what the pastors here were saying is, um, you know, I, I think. A lot of the things, I mean, the question is, how do, we, how do we cultivate this love for God in our life, right? And, and, and I think a lot of it is, a lot of things we do is uh, we have to be careful that it doesn't come that idle, that it's the, the posture of our heart, why are we doing certain things? Um, you know, why are we serving? Why are we praying? Like, I, I can say prayers all day long and just be hot air, right? So it takes a posture of our heart through the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, we, we, can't, we can't truly serve God without, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit with, within us. But I think for me, and I think maybe just because it's my, maybe my background, I don't know, uh, you know, military and all this other stuff. But I, I think for me is I do have to have that discipline in my life where it has to be regimented mm -hmm. to a certain point. Right where, yes, I need to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and the first thing I do is open my Bible. Or the first thing I do is pray. And, and once I don't do those things, it's kind of like Pastor Dan was saying, once I get away from those things, is that's when I notice like maybe, hey, my relationship with God isn't as sweet as it was when I was opening up the Word. When I was disciplined, disciplining myself to, to be in the word or to, you know, to pray even when I didn't feel like it. You know, we were, we had an awesome, awesome worship session earlier. And, you know, I was thinking there are times when you're here and the worship is awesome and you're just kind of like, you look around, everybody's raising their hands. Everybody is just overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. And you're like, I really don't want to do this right now. I'm not, I don't feel it. Right. But then again, we got to remember like Pastor Kerry was saying, He's the Lord, right? The Lord of lords and king of kings. And oftentimes we just got to raise our hands because we are giving him honor, whether we like to yeah. or want to or not. You know, whatever, regardless of what we're feeling like, he's still worthy for worship and praise, right? And so I, I think in order for, for me, myself, just my type of personality is I have to be disciplined to the things I do, but at the same time, not be so so stuck on I don't know, my yearly Bible plan that it just becomes another routine. Mm -hmm. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'll, I'll just, I'll add to this. I think I really appreciate each of you sharing. Um, I'm going to connect them for where I do. I haven't really responded to these, but I'm going to respond at this point. Um, for me, the, the two go hand in hand, loving God and putting him first. It does wrap, for me, it wraps around this book right here. This is the source of truth. It's a source of life because uh, it points us to Jesus, who is the word made flesh, right? And one of the things that has always worked or served me well is a morning Bible reading routine. Again, I'm just going to throw it out there for any who want to grab this and, and adopt it as like, hey, I'm going to try this in the new year. This is what I'll write on my little sticker. 
I'm gonna put it on my coffee mug or on the fridge. Uh, committing to putting God first in your day. Say, so you know what, God, you're gonna be the first, have the first part of my day, not just the first part of my heart and my love and my life, but I'm gonna give God the first part of my day because when you do that, you are reminding yourself that he is Lord, like it has been said, that I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that he comes first, and that everything I do is unto the Lord. And when you put God first in your day, whether you get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever that is for you, if you'll carve out and make it a habit of every day I'm going to give God the first part of my day, that will help you, I promise, to put him first the rest of the day and to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That, that habit, that routine, that pattern will serve you very well in your life if you'll give God the first part of your day. So, amen, church? Amen. All right, we've got one more sticker. Does somebody have the yellow sticker? Red sticker, that's what I meant. No, you have the yellow. The red sticker, thank you. <laughs> Anybody have the red sticker? Do you have the red sticker? Are you coming? Yes, we have a winner. Woo! <clears throat> Corey? Is that Corey? Come on, awesome. All right. So while Corey makes his way to the front, um, I'm going to grant a, I think uh, Angela used it, a wiggle break. If you're a child in the room, stand up and kind of throw your hands around and work out that energy real quick. Come on, children, on your feet. It's family service. There we go. We got a wiggle break. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. I hear the beautiful, no- throughout the, the, this time, I've heard the noise, the beautiful sounds of children and the crying. Yeah, there you go, Corey. Merry Christmas, the late Christmas gift from the church. There you go. Awesome. And she gave it to you. Oh, so you're, the, you're just retrieving it for her? Oh, uh, you're, br- you're bringing it back to your daughter. Okay. Can I steal 10 seconds? You have 10 seconds, okay, sure. I just want to talk to the parents in the room because there are kids and students in here. It's going to take one second. You don't understand the power. You might not understand the power you have to influence your children. I grew up in a Christian home. My mom would have us pray every night at 7.30. She'd shut the TV off and make us all pray at 7.30. Very regimented, but it worked. It taught us to be before the Lord. My mom would wake me up when I was a teenager at 5 a.m. to come downstairs and pray with her. She didn't ask us. It wasn't optional. 5 a.m., I think my sister's here. 5 a.m., my mom would wake us up in the morning to pray, and I would always come down and pray. She taught us what it meant and what it looked like to know Jesus and be in his presence. Don't ever underestimate the power you have as a parent, and don't ever think your kids are too young to be before the Lord. God spoke to me as a child. He'll speak to your children. He'll speak to your teenagers. Don't you ever minimize the power you have as a parent to influence your children. That's good, friend. Come on. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. So, um... In closing, I was reading this morning, you know, this one service at 11 gave me a bit more margin in my Sunday morning. It's usually an early morning. We're here early praying and preparing for service. Um, It gave me a little bit of margin. I was reading, just spending some time devotionally this morning in Luke 9, and it just, I I felt like this was, man, this is just where I ended up. I kind of read through the Bible at different parts of it. I'm in Luke right now, and I just ended up reading in Luke 9 today just in my normal pattern. And this is what I read this morning. It's um, after Jesus had multiplied the loaves and the fish and there was this conversation he has with Peter. And he's asking the disciples, who do you say that I am? Who do people say that I am? And Jesus asked Peter, what about you? What do you say, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ of God. And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone. And he said, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And then he said to them all, this is, these are the words of Christ. I'm like, man, what a great way to end a year in light of starting a new year. These are the words of Jesus. He said, if anyone would come after me, so if anyone would follow Jesus, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. The words of Jesus for all of us in this room and for all of us online if you're, a, if you're a Christ follower, if you believe yourself to be a Christian, you've given your life to Jesus, you believe that he died on the cross as a payment for your sin, these are his words to you and his words to me. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. 
Again, there's that sacrifice that some of us talked about, serving others, sacrificing our time, our energy for the sake of God, for the sake of the kingdom. And here, here are the words. These aren't his closing words, but they're gonna be mine. <clears throat> In verse 25, it, we read this. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? Jesus said, you know, the, the, the invitation for a follower, for many of us in this room, to pick up our cross, to, to, to daily pick up our cross, to die to self and to follow him. Then he gives this broad statement to any who are not already followers. He said, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? And I want to ask you today, you know, we, we, Luke has celebrated with us earlier that we've seen over a thousand people this year make a decision to follow Jesus and to make him the Lord of their life. But I believe it, it's possible that somebody in this room today or somebody joining us online still hasn't yet crossed the line of faith. Maybe you're in this room and you're, you're, you came by invitation from someone else and you're not sure yet that you have committed your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You're not certain that if, if your life were to end, that you know where you would spend eternity in the presence of God. Jesus said, what good is it for a man or a woman to gain the whole world and yet to forfeit their soul. And I want to give you one final opportunity this, in this last this year, in 2023, one more chance to make a decision to invite Jesus to become the Lord of your life. He's already Lord of all. He is Lord of all, but have you made him Lord of your life? I want to invite you just for a moment to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'm not ashamed to have this moment with you because just for one person, this could be a moment that changes their eternity. Is there anybody with us today on this New Year's Eve Sunday morning that you would say, you know what, Pastor, I, I haven't ever made a decision to make Jesus my Lord. I, maybe God has blessed you, he's favored you, you, you've gained parts of the world, but you're not sure you're ready to forfeit your soul and you don't know for sure that you know that you know that you know that you will spend eternity in the presence of God. Why? Because you've made a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And friend, if you're in this room, if you're joining us online today and you do not remember making that decision to make Jesus your Lord, I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, you just want to indicate to me, say, Pastor, that's me. I don't know that I've given Jesus my life. I'm not sure that he's my Lord yet, but I don't want to end this year without making sure and certain that Jesus is Lord of my life. When I get to number three, I just want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Anybody in this room, thank you, young man. Anybody else in this room say, you know what, Pastor, thank you. In the very top row, I see you. Anybody else say, you know what, Pastor, thank you over here in the, the right section. I see you. Our ushers will give you a, a bag of information. Anybody else say, you know what, Pastor, I don't want to start another year without knowing that I know that I know that I know that I know that Jesus is my Lord, that my sins are forgiven. Jesus died for the whole world, but I want to know that my sins are forgiven. The blood of Christ being applied to my life. Anybody else say, you know what, Pastor? I'm gonna raise my hand this morning. I wanna give my life to Jesus. I wanna end this year and start a new year by having committed my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Anybody else say, you know what, Pastor? It's me. I'm not gonna let this year pass. I'm not gonna start a new year without knowing that I know that I know that Jesus is the Lord of my life. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. This is a simple prayer. Just to give words to this decision you're making. It's a decision of the heart. You're placing your faith in Christ as the one who died on a cross, the son of God who gave his life for you, shed his blood as a payment for your sin, rose again on the third day and ascended to the right hand of the Father. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. Everybody around you is gonna pray. We're gonna pray with faith. And when we pray, you're putting words to this. God is gonna save your so church, pray with me these words. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now to do what only you can do. On this New Year's Eve, I decide 
to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And on this morning, I receive Jesus as my savior. I know that he's forgiven my sins and given me new life. In his name I pray, amen. Church, can we celebrate all that God has done? Not just today, but all year long. Listen, I, we're going to close service. I want us to give God a standing ovation today. Can we do that? Can we stand to our feet and give God a standing ovation for all that he has done? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Surely the Lord is good and his love endures forever. I saw at least six or seven hands in this room. That means six or seven people have had their name written in the book of life and they will spend eternity in the presence of God Almighty because on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2013, they made a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. Friend, if that's you, we would love to talk with you. I know it's a holiday and you might have plans, but if you raise your hand today and you got a bag and you've got a card in that bag, we'd love for you to take a moment, fill that card out. You can drop it off at the hub on your way out, but if you have a minute, we'd love to, one of our pastors will we'll linger. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to welcome you to the family of God. This is a family service. We're celebrating the goodness of God today. And if you entered the family of God, you've got that bag, you fill out that card, we'd love to just have a brief conversation with you. Say hello, welcome you, and pray with you as you begin your life in Jesus Christ. Amen, church. Let me pray with us. Father, today, what a joy to come and to worship the God of all gods, the King of all kings, and the Lord of all lords in this place. I thank you for this family of God. So grateful that I have the privilege of serving a beautiful church like this, serving an amazing group of people at GT Church. I love this church. Our pastors love this church. Most of all, God loves this church. It's his church, and it's a joy and a privilege to come together to celebrate who God is, to grow in our love for Jesus, and to put him first in our lives. And I pray, God, that now you would bless your people. Let your favor and your goodness and your faithfulness fill our lives the rest of this year into 2024, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's children in the room said amen and amen and amen. God bless you, church.